done all this time. What are you doing there, 3PO? Taking one last look, sir, at my friends. Confronting fear. It's the destiny of a Jedi. Your destiny. We're all in this. <laughs> Till the end. Never heard of the Millennium Fall? Should I have? It's a ship that made the Kessel Run less than 12 farsons. Hey everyone, and welcome to Kessel Run Weekly. My name is Danny, and I am joined today by my lovely guests, Cheyenne and Grace. What's up, guys? Hello. Hello there. Hey. <laughs> General <laughs> Kenobi. General Kenobi. I, yeah. I, I was working on it. You gotta let me get to it. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> how, how, how was you guys' holidays so far? Busy. <laughs> I was working. I'm busy and uneventful. I work for Christmas Eve. I'm working at the time of this recording. Tomorrow is New Year's Eve. I'm working tomorrow. Uh, closing, so that should be fun. Oh, lovely. Other than that, not too much, you know. I'm glad I'm not working tomorrow. Tomorrow is my brother's birthday, actually. Uh, Caleb, or oh. Water Glance, as Grace, you know him on the stream. Um, mm-hmm. So happy birthday, Caleb, if you're listening to this for happy some birthday. strange reason. Happy birthday. <laughs> Fantastic birthday. Yeah. So we're going to be uh, eating crab legs tomorrow with him, which is going to be fun. Nice. <laughs> it's a, a tradition be... that I have not been able to partake in ever, and I'm finally off on his birthday. So now I get to be there. Wow. Yay. I love crab legs. Yeah. So I'm very excited about mm-hmm. that. Um, but we're here to talk about Star Wars, right? Some, something okay. happened. Oh, small, yeah. right? Space conflict. Space conflict. Yeah. Small. There's a small conflict happening somewhere in the stars. I hear that it's uh, far away. And far, and far away. End. It's the end. It is the end. Yes, so the Rise of Skywalker hit theaters, guys. And oh my gosh. Now you've already gotten Cheyenne and her mom, Brienne's uh, reactions, which was really awesome. Um, it was a lot of fun to listen to. So if you guys haven't listened to it yet, definitely check that out. So that's it. our reactions. And everything. That's that's Cheyenne and her mom, uh, their reaction. Uh, we're going to give you our initial reactions just briefly and quickly. Now, prefacing this, there will be tons of spoilers. Because we're not just giving a reaction. We are diving into Rise of Skywalker as much as we can by memory. <laughs> uh, we've all seen it, I believe, multiple times, right? I've seen yeah. it twice. Okay. Three times. Oh, see, Cheyenne's got the one up on us. Uh, I've seen it twice. God, Cheyenne. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Cheyenne being the overachiever. <laughs> oh, I did my best. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, we've all seen it multiple times, so we're doing our best by memory and all that kind of stuff. But we've got some questions. We've got some, I, I don't want to say critiques, but we're going to talk about what we liked and what we wish may have been different, all that good stuff. But let's start off with initial reactions. Uh, so, Grace, since you are our guest today, I'm going to let you start off. So your initial reactions okay. for Rise of Skywalker. I loved it. Um, I think the reason why I loved it so much seeing it the first time was because I was with all of my costume friends. We all went and saw it. Like we did a troop at the movie theater and then we went and saw the movie and I was with my mom and like it was a whole thing. And so like it was all of us all in one room reacting to it. So like that kind of added to my initial like reaction and enjoyment of it but overall like this is probably my favorite of the trilogy 
Because, like, I'm not one to say I have a favorite overall Star Wars movie. I always say my favorites by trilogy. So, like, I definitely think this one is my favorite, or at least tied with Force Awakens. I think that's fair, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so, so overall, Grace, and I'm not asking you to rank all nine movies, ten, eleven, mm-hmm. eleven movies, um, but so where do, does this fall, like, top five for you, top ten? Well, this I guess... Is- there's only 11s. Yeah. I would, <laughs> so. um, I would say this is top five. Top five? Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Does it, does the top five like include, cause like the top five out of 11 or the top five out of nine? Um, I would say top five out of the 11. Yeah. Then I would say it's in my top five. Okay. Cool. Okay. Sweet. Cheyenne, you want to throw in your reactions? Yeah, I would say it took me so my first my first watch, which is the immediate reaction episode, um, was a lot to process. But I was definitely more my words were more available after this than they were after the Last Jedi. Mm. Um, the Last Jedi really threw me for a loop, not in a negative way, just in a very like wow kind of way. I could agree with that. And then this one it tied enough together for me to actually be able to respond to it. Um, and then so, but I knew that I loved it. I already had known that after first viewing, I dove into conversations with people and definitely was like, Oh, did I not love it? And then I was like, no, 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 no. So then I went and saw my second time by myself that time. Um, loved it even more. And then after the third viewing, I'll be honest with you, this is, yeah, I would say at least top five. It it might be top three. I'm going to be honest. Ooh. Ooh. Every time I think about it, I love it even more. Nice. <laughs> so, and like for me, it's been a while since that's happened. Mm-hmm. But I watch Star Wars. I watch the films so like randomly, but all the time consistently as well. Like today, I finished watching The Phantom Menace again for the thousandth time. Yeah, and I was like, "Wow, I love that movie!" And then I, but I rewatched like rewatching them all. It makes me think about the other ones, and I'm like, "Oh, but that one's better." (laughs) It's getting up there. I hear you. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and boldly say that it's definitely top three for me. Probably even. I would say I would say number three for me, to be honest. Um, among Rogue One and Revenge of the Sith, those those are hard. Those are hard to trump. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, though, like Rise of Skywalker to me, I was I was floored. I, I loved every second of it, and that was the thing. Is I was talking with somebody about it at work, and they were like, "Oh yeah, I saw that coming from a mile away," or "I saw this," or "I, I knew that was going to happen," or I, I was in su- suspended disbelief the entire time. Like I was just sucked in. And it was like, like, and again, spoiler territory, the part where we thought Chewie died. I was so involved in it. I, I was literally, Grace, I, this is a side of me that you haven't seen, but I literally was about to walk out of the theater and just yell, burn her to the ground. I was so mad. So mad. I was like, you're literally going to let Chewie die that way. I was so angry until I knew that he was okay. My mouth was open the entire time. Just jaw dropped sitting here working it out in my mind on how he could have survived or how is this possible? Like I was, 
Because uh, that's the thing, is like, Chewie, if he were to die, it would need to be a hero's something. Like, something with mm-hmm. him being him, you know? This yeah. isn't freaking Game of Thrones. So, <laughs> when that happened, I, I, I lost it. I, I almost walked out of the theater. <laughs> and I've never had that feeling in my life. So, but the, I say all that to say, with Rise of Skywalker, I felt a range of emotions. And I, I was sucked into the story. Like, yes, there's things where you look back at it and you're like, well, yeah, you probably see that coming. Or, yeah, that kind of makes a little sense. Or, eh, it doesn't make as much sense. At the same time, I wasn't thinking that. I was literally a, a little boy watching a space opera, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, this amazing thing from when I was a kid. It took me back to it, in all honesty. And, and I think that's why Rise of Skywalker is top three favorite for me. Because it was just, I, I loved it. And then on top of that, you guys know, I love weird Star Wars. And oh my god, did we get so much weird Star Wars. <laughs> yes, we did. It was incredible. I... I took in so much every single time and so many different things. And I'll tell you what, I listen to the podcasts that I listen to all the time Mm -hmm. and it made me think about other things. So then when I went back in for other viewings, I was like, Oh, like even if I had noticed them before I hadn't digested them before, Mm -hmm. you know? And I love being able to do that. Absolutely. Well, and I can, I can see that too. Cause like you, you go in and be like, Oh, I didn't, I didn't think of that. Oh, I see that now, kind of stuff like that. Um, Which I felt that way taking Kristen to go see it, because that that was the reason why I went and saw it a second time. I I took my brother and my sister, uh, or not my brother and my sister, my brother and my wife, (laughs) to go see it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But I I took both of them to go see it and everything, because they hadn't seen it yet. And obviously Kristen needed to see it, uh, because I'm sitting here at home and not able to talk to anybody about it (laughs) for a full 24 hours. So (laughs) that was tough. But uh, we're in a group chat with her. Exactly. It was just like, (laughs) Um, but she had been off social media, making sure she wasn't getting spoilers. At one point she was like, no, you can spoil it for me. I was like, Oh no, I can't. (laughs) Not at all. Um, It's an experience. So. And like when my initial like reaction, just like that feeling. And again, I was with all of my, I shouldn't say all of them, but most of my friends that are in the costume groups. So I was sitting next to my friend who plays Ray, like who does Ray with our group on one side of me. And then on the other side of me, um, he does the generic Jedi for now, but he's going to do Cal Kestis at some point. And we were squeezing each other's hands and like shoulders and just like holding each other the whole time. Because yeah. like my friend Kate, uh, who is Ray was a mess the entire time. Like she just like was crying from like the moment that we went and saw it at the Regal. So like the moment that that like, Oh, Regal film college (laughs) thing started playing from that moment until the credits, she was like going through a whole roller coaster of emotion. And I feel like watching it with all of these people that I know love the movies as much as I do just made it feel so much better mm-hmm. than going to see it like by myself or like with other friends that don't really get Star Wars as much as I do. It's like I got more of an enjoyment out of it. Absolutely. And, like, I well, loved it. it and and so I was good. I was looking at going to see it by myself actually that Friday morning because I had to go mm-hmm. see it before work. Because they That's were like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I was I was like yeah. they were like everybody was telling me, oh you could wait till Monday when we all go see it. And I was like I don't think you understand. I was like, I've already, 
we actually had somebody try to spoil it on our Facebook that morning and everything, which I love you guys, but that's not tolerated. So, so I did swing the band hammer. Um, but, (laughs) but that was the thing though, is that as soon as that happened, I was like, I have to see it as quick as possible because I'm one that it, like I said earlier, it's an experience for me and it's not just about the story. Like I can go and go, Oh, Oh yeah, that's the story. Okay, cool. Well, but it's not the same. Star Wars is meant to be an event, meant to be an experience, which is why it coming around Christmas time every single year is just so exciting. It's like, it's the hype event for everybody and everything. It doesn't work like the Marvel formula, which we found out. (laughs) So, uh, and I, I like, I like having a movie that just draws me in just just sucks me into it like yes. the second time that i went and i watched it even though i knew about that scene with chewie i still cried like <laughs> i knew he was okay but like it, kristen thinks it was to try to fool her or whatever which it wasn't it was literally just <laughs> such an emotional scene like i was tearing up and she looked at me and she was like is he dead is he dead and I'm sitting here teared up. She goes, oh, my God, did they kill Chewie? And, like, she was getting just as mad as I <laughs> as I had been the first time. And after she found I'm out he was alive, she punched me in the arm, and she was like, you lied. <laughs> I was like, I didn't lie. She was like, you're sitting here crying, and you knew what happened. I was like, I can't help it. <laughs> it's funny because that's the thing. It's like all logic goes right out the window when it takes you in like that. Because I did the mm-hmm. same thing. I didn't get as mad as you. <laughs> <laughs> But I definitely, like, jaw dropped, like, because when she screams, okay, if I could recreate it by describing it, I would. But, like, when she screams Chewy, my whole body melts. Yep. And I mean, like, I melted to the floor. When that happened, and I'm going to cry about it now, it's fine. <laughs> I guarantee all of our listeners knew that this was going to happen at some point. On this <laughs> but I, she, she screamed, and I was just like, no way. No, they can't do that. No. And I started like melting in my chair and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> and I was like, like reabsorb. Wait. Yeah, it was like, hold on, trailers. And I was like, never mind. Okay, I'm fine. Well, and that's the thing. <laughs> I never even considered the trailers because I know right? uh, one guy I was talking to at work, he was like, oh, yeah, I knew he was coming back because there were scenes that he's in that we didn't see in the, uh, yeah. that we haven't seen yet and he was in the trailer. I was like, I completely <laughs> forgot about that. It took me a yeah. hot minute in the movie to register with that. Mm-hmm. Like, but once that scene was done and they kind of left, they left Pasana mm-hmm. and I was like digesting and I was pissed and I was sad and I was crying and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> and I was feeling all the emotions all at once. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I was melting and then I wasn't. So. So I went like before the movie and I went to like the dollar store or Target or something and I got a bulk bag of those like mini tissue packets. And I was handing them to everyone. That's fantastic. That's so nice of you. I knew we needed them. I had to go get towel from the restroom. (laughs) Like a common peasant. (laughs) So we got our reactions. So, Grace, I'll let you start us off. What did you absolutely love about it? Okay. I'm going to do this in, like, a listing off fashion, and then I'll go into detail. Leia's conclusion. Ben's redemption. Ray Palpatine. Forced Dyad. Babu Frick. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Chewie got a medal. And 
BB-8 and Dio are precious robot babies that must be protected at all costs. <laughs> nice. Awesome. What do you wish had been different? So, I didn't like how... Like, I felt like Leia... I love the way that she was portrayed, yet at the same time, I feel like it the movie felt like there was definitely something missing. Like, I don't know if this would be able to show in like deleted scenes or something like that, but I it's like they knew. Like the characters themselves like knew about the whole situation. It was like a fourth wall break or like a an elephant in the room, so to speak. That's just overall kind of how it felt. Um I didn't necessarily dislike that, but I definitely recognized it immediately. Like as soon as it like mm-hmm. came into being, like I just I knew right away. I was like, I know they didn't, they probably didn't mean for that to happen, but that's what happened. Well, and before we move on from that, I do want to talk about that actually. Um, yeah. So so everything with Leia. So I I, I agree with you on that, Grace. Um, mm-hmm. Where it, it did feel as if she were just kind of a character placed. Instead yeah. of part of the world, I guess. Which, I mean, exactly. granted, you can only do so much. And, mm-hmm. and I understand that. Um, and I think with what they had, they did the best they could. And it still worked, I think. It did. Um, I, I thought it, it was strange at times having the character speak for her and things mm-hmm. like that. Where it was like, oh, Leia's using the last bit of her for all that kind of stuff and everything. And then uh, where with the stuff with her and Ray and everything... It got a little strange at a couple times where it was like, yeah. mm. but I think that us as Star Wars fans kind of, I don't know, as a as a fan myself, speaking for myself, I felt as though I was, it was easier for me to be able to excuse it. Um, it was understood. Uh, yeah, it was like, understood because it was right. like, I would rather have some Carrie Fisher than none at all. Exactly. Yeah. What do you think? I think that casual fans wouldn't recognize that, you know? Um, like maybe if they're general movie fans, they'd say her lines were a little like short because that's what I noticed on second viewing. First viewing, I was just like, yeah, I was very happy that she was there and that there was conversation and that she was doing things. And I loved her and I mostly cried just because she was there. But after, yeah, after second viewing, I kind of was like, that line is incomplete. Mm -hmm. Like something else was there, Um, which duh, of course it was because it was a different movie that they filmed it with. Mm -hmm. But and I love I love that they built scenes around that. I think it's incredible they were able to build scenes around that because the casual fans not gonna be able to pick it out. They're gonna know Ray Fisher's path. Some people that don't even know that she was not CGI'd in, but like clipped in, people probably don't know that. Like people that are not fans like us might not even know that fact. Mm-hmm. Like, because they're not going to read an article about it. They're not going to care. They're going to go, oh, she must have filmed this before she passed. I didn't know that she was seeing you know? it in until my second viewing. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I had no idea until uh, a friend of mine told me, like, as I was walking out of the movie. Because um, one of his, like, nephews worked on the movie. Oh, and, wow. like, worked specifically, like, in the CGI department. Mm-hmm. And that, and, like, one of his things was, like... They had to blend because there was a stand-in that had like the costume on, and then so his job was to blend in where Carrie's face ended and that other person's head began, and like mm. 
getting it to fit was like his initial uh, job on the film. See, I had thought that they didn't do any CGI other than changing her clothes. Yeah, that's the yeah they had to do like a full body double, like a and, person. Wow. Okay. Yeah, not I didn't know that all either. of the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, not because I know most of uh, I know what they were the footage they were using. Uh, they had said was deleted footage from Force Awakens, so it was like yeah. takes from that and everything. So that's why it was like yeah. limited dialogue uh, yeah. and stuff. But I didn't know that they used the body double at times. Yeah, so they okay. took her face like from the scenes. Mm-hmm. They took her face from the scenes and then like replaced it on a body. Okay, interesting. Um, I love that. That's cool. Yeah. Would have never known. I could see where that would make it more lifelike too. So I mean, yeah, yeah, it was it was interesting to find out. I just wish that I wouldn't have found it out like immediately after seeing my first viewing. Because mm-hmm. right. like, my mom has like a big thing for Leia. Like Padme to me is like who Leia is for my mom. So that's I say that quite frequently, but like that's the truth. So learning that immediately from seeing the movie, I kind of wish that I would have learned that like on my own reading an article rather than somebody telling me because it kind of, it didn't ruin the scenes for me, but it kind of like tarnished it knowing that it wasn't physically carry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The person that did that did a great job then. She did (laughs) a fantastic job. I mean, I had no idea. I, I yeah. genuinely thought that it was just scenes from The Force Awakens. Yeah. Since we're talking about that, do we know who did the... Was it all, like, animation type for the training session with Luke and Leia? Or was that, like, body double action capture thing? Motion I, cap? I think it was a combination of both. Um, okay. From what I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that they did... They had the same team... That worked on Rogue One with um, with Tarkin and Leia that did that stuff. It wasn't okay. everybody, but like it was most of the team right. that worked on Rogue One also worked on Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know like there was some motion capture because uh, they filmed it at the same time that Jedi Fallen Order's motion captures were recorded oh, and then yeah. edited. Yeah, it was edited in, edited in later. I can't speak right now. Um, to fit the film. Yeah, because that for That's me, cool. like, I was really impressed with how I thought the movement of the Leia care. I mean, both, but, like, because the Luke fighting style was similar, but Leia's, like, running and the way that she moved, for whatever reason, I noticed that it was the same. Absolutely like, that, that was, exactly yeah. how young Carrie Fisher would have done that whole scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know why it stood out to me, but mm-hmm. I was just like, oh my God. And then I was like, oh, that's totally fake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the, I think the only point that took me out of that is when they showed her face young, it, it looked like a video game. <laughs> and so, I mean, and not to, not to discredit it. I mean, it still looked for all intents and purposes, very good. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's what I was like. Wait a minute! Oh, this is this is them. This, they're going. And then the second that they both pulled back their visors, I was like, Ah, that looks like Battlefront. <laughs> <laughs> I think I mean, with yeah. Luke, they actually had like old footage. Um, I don't know if it was like from Empire Strikes Back or something like that, mm-hmm. but um, it's that scene where he's like having a Force vision and then he strikes down Darth Vader, and it's his head in the helmet. 
Mm-hmm, ah, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. So they used a few takes from that specifically. Ah. Like, I like in, that. and I did research on this because, like, I'm the mocap nerd, obviously. <laughs> I need to research this. But, um, so they took the test footage from that specific scene, or at least as far as I'm aware, they took it from that scene. And they, like, readjusted it and then had, like, a, again, had a body double, mm-hmm. like, in a position and then just put his head on that person. That's pretty cool. Technology, <laughs> guys. It, it's really impressive, cause, and, and it's not the first time we've heard video game technology coming into Star Wars as well. They did that with The Mandalorian instead of using they green did, screen. Yeah. Uh, they actually put it in Unreal Engine graphics and everything. So all like yeah. the backdrops and stuff are video game renderings, which is mm-hmm. really Incredible. wild that it's it's gotten to that point. I, I, I mean, mm-hmm. it's impressive. Yeah. So wow. what did we think about Leia uh, being revealed as, uh, well, I guess she's not technically a Jedi, but went through her training. I love it. I love it. I needed it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Because I never needed her to be a Jedi, but I needed to know that I don't even know how to describe it. I really appreciated knowing that she accepted her force sensitivity. Mm -hmm. You know, like I appreciated knowing that they were the Skywalkers. It wasn't just Luke Skywalker and Leia Organa, like yeah. politician and Jedi legend. Like they were both force sensitive and she chose to use her political and otherwise knowledge to lead um, because her brother was the Jedi and he can, he can do that. He can do his thing and she can do her thing. Like, mm-hmm. but I like that she accepted it and did it and tried. And then even in the end, when she, says that she has a vision of her son dying if she finishes her training or whatever else that he said that she said. <laughs> um, he then again accepted it. She's like, okay, well, I've done it. I've learned. Now I know how to use it, which I think is the most important part because like, if she were to ignore it for all that time, we wouldn't have had her survive The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. And I know that people have an issue with the look of that scene, but like <laughs> that scene is so important. Yeah, It's so important and it makes me cry and I'm going to cry. <laughs> anyway, it makes me cry every time because I'm like, oh my God, she's a queen. <laughs> I can't. Queen. She is. And I love her and she needed that. And I love that. So I'm anyway. going to play devil's advocate just a little bit. Um, yeah. So I, I liked knowing it. I felt like it was a little out of nowhere because, and it may have just been the way that I had set it up in my mind in last Jedi. Uh, which is very possible. But mm-hmm. in Last Jedi, I, I viewed it as kind of like a, a reflex. Like, she was naturally Force-sensitive, uh, possibly right. even as powerful as Anakin, as Luke, and everything from that bloodline. I, I kind of saw it more as the Force awakening in her to... It was like like just a part of her. It was something that she knew that she could reach out and it would happen kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um, I do like that. Yeah, that's how I had viewed it. Now, and, and we've always said the the head cannon and the expectations are the the villain of <laughs> the Star Wars fandom. Uh, right. So I, I'm not trying to say that my head cannon was solid or anything like that, or was gospel, whatever. But at the same time, like it, it just kind of felt like it was left field for me. Mm-hmm. That's fair. 
That's I fair. Know. I mean, I didn't expect to learn anything about it. Mm-hmm. I just thought, I actually thought the same thing. I thought, oh, well, she knows how to use force because yeah. it told her, hey, you got to go. You got to pit. Get up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well, and I liked it too. That's the so, thing. So I, I yeah. didn't, I didn't not like it. So finding right. out that she trained with Luke and that she had a lightsaber and all this other kind of stuff, like, because I mean, if she had a lightsaber, she got pretty far in the training. It's not right. like day one, here's your lightsaber. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought it was cool that she, and it makes sense in a Leia arc that she would want to know more about herself and more thing, about yeah. her ability. It's, it's a Leia thing. And so I get it. It was just, especially the first time Ray called her master, I, I was like, huh? Like even Kristen gave me a funny look. She looked at me, she goes, what? <laughs> oh, I love that. Ooh. It made her want to die. I was like, that's incredible. She is a master. <laughs> I mean, personally, I thought of it as like kind of as a nod to like legends. Mm-hmm. Cause like in the comics and in the books, like she had a full Jedi path. At least I believe so. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not extremely familiar with legends, but I'm familiar enough. Um, that I thought that it was kind of like a nod to that. But then as they were actually going through it and explaining like um, like Luke training her, I had this thought that was like, what if Leia was Luke's first student? I think that that is... I think that's the case, yeah. yeah like what, what? Yeah, like what is supposed to be canon is that she was mm-hmm. um, because yeah. they were so young mm-hmm. and because he didn't know how to move forward from there because yeah. all of his people had gone into the force. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I, to me and all these, ooh, all the Luke fanboys are going to come for me. And I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't mean this in a negative way at all, but for me, Luke becoming <laughs> a Jedi Knight and a Jedi master. I know time passed in between all of those movies and he had time to train and he had time to learn all those things. But to me, that was a stretch. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, Yoda sat in his cave and told you what to do. And I, and I think it's because, and here's a, the, this is the only logical explanation I can come up with off of this is because in the, I a prequel baby. So my prequel mind is like, they're in school and they are small and they learn all these things and then they get here and then they get here. You know? And then like with him, I get that he was a special case because wasn't told until he was an adult. And then he had to start learning these things. But I just, I don't know. I felt like he gave himself the title of Jedi master without it necessarily being bestowed upon him. And I, for a long time was like, you don't have to get it bestowed upon Anakin Skywalker is Jedi Master, whether the council says so or not, first of all. <laughs> well, so it doesn't have to be bestowed upon you. So I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna throw a wrench in, in your in your theory though. Um so yeah. and this is the reason I always thought that he achieved Jedi Master, and it's something that Anakin never did, is that the same thing with um uh, Kanan. He was another one. Uh Cal Kestis was another one where he was anointed as a Jedi Knight. Sorry, mm-hmm. spoilers on that. <laughs> but he was well, an anointed as a Jedi Knight. Um, I mean, <laughs> uh, with Luke, they they all have a a last great trial before they become the Jedi Master and everything before they're mm-hmm. anointed to that. Luke's last great trial was standing against his father, which 
was the whole point Obi-Wan was training him to begin with was to kill his father. But Mm -hmm. Luke chose a different, better path. And I feel like uh, overcoming that and everything and helping his father realize that he's not too far gone and he can make the right choice and he can be who he was destined to be, even though he has done so much wrong and brought so much darkness to the galaxy. I feel like Vader was his last great trial that pushed yeah. him into Master. So, because yeah. I think you, with the Council, though, like it back in the prequel days, like what you were talking about, I think it was much more formal. It wasn't right, a, exactly. oh, let me nobody go send you. A- to, yeah. Yeah. Nobody needs to give it to you for it to be real. Because, right. and I get what you're saying because you're not wrong. What I'm saying is that, like, as far as training goes, like, he doesn't know how to train anybody. That's so, true. like, Leia would have had to have been his first student. Like, he. It kind of makes sense, Leia being he, the first then. Yeah, like, yeah. he reached Jedi Master, but, like, he doesn't know what the heck he's doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, at yeah. that point in his life where he was her Jedi Master, he doesn't know what, has go- what the heck's going on. Right. <laughs> he's like, uh, this is what I learned. Um, carry me <laughs> on your back. And let's go to, to Ilum. I can like, bring your backpack like, while you run. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just, that's kind of where my like thought process was behind okay. it because it was like he kind of had to get to that point. And I feel like she didn't necessarily reach the stereotypical Jedi master, but mm. I think that she was a master to Ray in more than one way. I think so. Too. And I think so. I think that her term of that was achieved in well, a different way. And even if you look at it as the, the adverse side too is Anakin was master to Ahsoka, but was never granted the right. rank of master. So Right. <laughah> which contributed to his downfall yeah tell me about it right but yeah so so what else did you wish had been different either one of you go ahead Grace Rose Tico should have gotten more screen time I'm so upset like that's like the one thing that I was like mad about walking out of the movie was like after everything Kelly went through with The Last Jedi and being like kicked off the social media and being like constantly bullied and like had to go to therapy after The Last Jedi and like that whole thing, she only got a minute and like 15 seconds of screen time. Like she wasn't even in the story like how people were alluding to like, oh, she'd be, she's going to be a big thing in the story. Mm-hmm. She I. I can agree with that. The so, and I don't want to call this a rebuttal because I completely agree with you. She that was one of my major things. That's one of the things that I literally wrote down. I was like, this is something I want to talk about. I always try to see both sides. I just got into like a Facebook comment. I don't want to call it a war, but <laughs> a Facebook comment. I remember debate. Those. <laughs> yeah, about some things, but. I also like, I like to see other people's side if they present it correctly. Um, And with that being said, Chris Terrio did an interview and I know it's been shared like all over the place. I skimmed it. So comment if it's different, I guess, um, from what you read. But basically um, two things that he said was that it was um, a lot of the scenes that were affected with Rose were affected because of Leia. And I don't know how that coordinates. I don't know how that coordinates at all because in my head, Rose and Rose and her didn't interact in the force awakens, but 
I don't know. Like I said, I wasn't there on the set. I don't know how it. It was more what? because Rose was supposed to be the anchor at the base. So kind of right. like the the like Spider Man, the man in the chair is how she was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So she was expected to have more, but it mm-hmm. was more interacting with Carrie Fisher. But mm-hmm. with oh. the scenes that they had for Carrie Fisher and the limited dialogue they had for her, they it minimized that. her role there. Because if you if you remember there wasn't much time spent at the base other than the Mm -hmm. snap Wexley. Can you be more optimistic? Which was hilarious. (laughs) Um, And just like the little bitty things, the big meetings and and things like that. mm -hmm. But we didn't really Mm -hmm. spend a whole lot of time on the base. We spent more time out with the rest of the characters, which yes, did minimize a lot of her role. But yeah, Yeah. from what I had read, that was the the writers, I believe, JJ and the writers. Yeah, they were saying that that was the reason why her role ended up being minimized. They had more plans. But and then they did say too, he was like, I think that people are focused on the amount of screen time, which I was as well. Um, But he's like, don't forget that she also started off as a person in the uh, backstage. Mm -hmm. She was helping with wires and pipes and things like that. And now she's m- making plans mm-hmm. and watching True. monitors and calling, yeah. calling yeah. some shots. And so I was like, that's fair. Like yeah. I, it makes me feel yeah. better at least. Like it gave me more of a peace of mind of like, I get it from a literal, like this is the real world, not star Wars standpoint of like, you had to cut her footage, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And also her arc Technically, yeah. wasn't maybe not complete to a finish to a T, but like was pretty good. I for, felt, yeah, I felt like her arc was finished in Last Jedi. In all honesty, mm-hmm. and that's nothing against the character. I enjoyed Rose. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was not among the ones that were like, "Oh, she's useless." Whatever. The, I did not feel mm-hmm. that way at all. I felt like she did a lot for Finn, um, and even getting to learn because I felt like the purpose of her character in Last Jedi was to not only learn about her, but more so the First Order as a whole across the galaxy because we never saw anything more than our small snapshot in the trilogy other than resistance resistance. You get a bunch of it, um, the, the show, but with Rose, she kind of gave us that glimpse into this is what the first order does. This is how they act. And it almost kind of led into DJ, which was another character that was, everybody thought was going to be in rise of Skywalker and was not. Um, I'm glad, but it kind of led into DJ where he was like, ah, well, she she went from the hard opposed to the war to we need to fight to win and all that kind of stuff. And he was the, eh, who cares <laughs> for DJ. And Finn was just like, this is awesome. I've only seen this once or I've never seen this in my life and everything. And so I felt like she, her character served its purpose in The Last Jedi. And it would have been cool to see a little bit more growth in Rise of Skywalker. But I don't know. Like, I... I wasn't really expecting much. Yeah. Is that wrong of me? <laughs> no, not at all. No. I guess now that you guys like explained that, cause I didn't realize that in the interviews and stuff that they had said it was because of Leia's scenes. Now that you guys are saying that, that does make a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like I wish I kind of had known that. No, you're good. Um, well, and, and I think a lot of the role that she was going to play was basically how Poe uh, was uh, uh, adjacent to Leia in The Last Jedi. Exactly. I think yeah. that was kind of the role she was going to play where there wasn't more development, but at the same time, she was kind of like the right-hand man, boots on the ground. This is who Leia could interact with. But mm-hmm. with Leia having little to no interaction among people mm-hmm. because well, she just wasn't there, then 
I mean, I think that that's where we got what we were getting. But in all honesty, what I've been seeing with the articles that have been going around, it's just a lot of, hey, let's light fire to everything and see what happens. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then there being a a reasonable explanation for it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Like, that's one of those things that's like, it's hard to portray. I don't want to go off on a tangent. Let's focus. I will go on Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> so, so Cheyenne, what did you really like about Rise of Skywalker? I'm not as organized as Grace. I took my notes <laughs> before we started. Um, but I, well, to kind of tee off of that, uh, I did like Rose's role. I thought that was cool that she was kind of just like, here's what we're going to do. Help, mm-hmm. help me out. What do you guys want to do? Um, and then, I'm, I mean, jumping right to the spoiler, the end spoiler. Uh, ben Solo. <laughs> I, My boy. I loved him. I really was truly, in my heart of hearts, like, hoping for a redemption arc. And I didn't know that I wanted him to survive that until he didn't. <laughs> And then I was like, oh, God, I want to see. Because I want to see. And this is a very selfish reason. It has nothing to do with Star Wars. You know why? It's because I want to see Adam Driver be Ben Solo for the rest of his life until he dies. That's it. And I've seen him in things like Girls. If y'all don't know Adam Driver and Girls, y'all don't know Adam Driver at all. Okay? Adam Driver was crazy. Or is crazy. (laughs) But he's one of the... He's one of the best actors of this generation of acting. And I, my heart, I'm going to cry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, Ben Solo was my favorite part of this movie. Uh, (laughs) I really love the, the shrug when he was fighting the Knights of Red. It was, it was so Han and I loved it so much. They're all looking at him like, where the heck did you pull that from? He's just like, Eh. Why are the Knights of Ren not loyal to him? Excuse me. He's your boss. They just wanted to get to the main stage of Space Warp Tour. They didn't need him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm my friends that they're going to love that. That's, That's amazing. Yeah. He, oh, God. Okay. Short list. Ben Solo's number one for sure. Um, number two is Ray. Number three is the the big three plus Chewie, people always forget. People always say big three. Chewie's always there mm-hmm. every single time, no matter what. It's big three and Chewie. Um, my big three and Chewie, wish it would have been big four with Rose. I get it, though. I respect it. I get it. Um, that was incredible. That is what should hold, as a movie moviegoer, they are what holds you in the movie because you want to know what happens to every single one of them. And that makes a great movie. I don't care what else is happening. <laughs> oh, if I care about what's going to happen to the characters, then that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. That's what keeps me there because I need to know. I mean, I watched what? I don't know. Hannah Montana mm-hmm. my whole childhood because I wanted to know what happened to Hannah. And, and now <laughs> you she get the best of both worlds. See? Exactly. <laughs> Oh, it was so bad. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, like they, I mean, anywhere from the humor between them and the humor between everybody else, their adventure was their adventure, like what we've seen before. And I guess to close it all off, every single callback that we got was great. 
every single, even fr- from like minute things like 42 years. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I love that. It was so good. To um, when she said, I care. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. Because that was another one of those moments where I was just like, that was such a great scene. Look at that shot. They're wonderful. I love her. I love oh, her. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. She just said, I care. Like, <laughs> and I just, it was great. That's I have, it. A, I have a little bit of a stretch. Yeah. Okay. You said like little, little moment. My boy 3PO mentioned the Senate. And mentioned like a law that was passed in yeah. BBY. And I was like, yeah, I okay. When I heard that, like as soon as he said Galactic Summit, my one friend just looked at me and was like, it's not a direct Padme reference like I would have wanted and desperately needed, mm-hmm. but it's probably as close as we're going to get. Probably. <laughs> so I'm going to take it. Yeah, I I sort of wish that like, because you know this is hey uh, spoiler spoiler spoiler, three PO's memory gets erased by Babu. I love that mm. love that punky little droid Smith. He's adorable. Tiny little um, moaning Myrtle. <laughs> yes, hey, hey. I loved him. It was so cute. Um, and then going back to his best friend R2 and getting his memory back, I kind of wish, and because, like, I had said this uh, to multiple people, like, with predictions initially at Celebration, that when he says, like, and when the trailer came out, one last look at my friends, that line, I originally thought it was because the memory that he was able to access was from, like, way far Uh, back. Yeah, he was, like, remembering his actual friends from his whole life so he was remembering like shmi and anakin and padme and like remembering them Mm -hmm. and then he forgets them to remember everybody else that's what i thought it was that's so so cute i know and i cried about it for a week and a half (laughs) i'm not kidding when i say that i did cry um but like i just love how and because people have been saying, like, oh, specifically our friends at Rex and Around, check them out. Uh, they've been saying 3PO is the key to everything. That's, mm-hmm. like, that's what they've been standing. I don't think I mean, he's yeah. the key to everything, necessarily, <laughs> but he's definitely... R2 is the like, literal key to everything. Yes, R2 is he can is break into everything, everything and he's got it all in his memory, so... Yep. He's I the love- literal key. And so... So talking about 3PO2, one thing that I did notice is, so, because we always talk about how R2 is kind of a sassy droid. Um, Mm -hmm. His memory's never been erased. He has Mm -hmm. his memories from the literal beginning, uh, from whenever Mm -hmm. he was created and everything. C-3PO, however, has been wiped a couple times and everything. And so I I feel like 3PO is kind of strict to the book, to the rules, the we're doomed and all this other kind of stuff. I felt like was a characteristic of his programming, but seeing yeah. him because he hasn't been wiped, I don't think, I don't, I don't think since a new hope. So since he a new hope, since a new hope, yeah. So since a new hope, he hasn't been wiped. So I, I felt like we saw a lot more character in him this time around, yeah. more than just oh, yeah. the the comical depressive <laughs> droid yeah. of the doom and gloom and, and all that kind of stuff. 
he, he actually came through. He was actually funny. Like, I love the part where they fell in the pit and uh, Poe was calling everybody else's out. He's like, you didn't call my name, sir, but I'm okay. I love that. <laughs> I was like, I, I feel that. you, bud. <laughs> I didn't like, notice this before, but one of the podcasts I listened to was talking about um, when they, it might have been Blast Points, when they all fall into the pit, the first clip is you see 3PO's butt sticking out. Yeah. And then the next clip, it's actually him just like laying in it. And I was That's like, awesome. they should have left it with his butt in the air. Yep. That was funny. Yeah, that would have been really funny. <laughs> and, like, there was just also another thing. When they're stealing those, like, little speeders, whatever, on Pasano, and they're all running, and then you just see three people in the back, and he's, like, yeah. he's just, like, waddling. <laughs> that was so funny. Anthony just, Daniels like, did fantastic in this movie. Yeah. As you guys know, and as the Kessel Run Weekly crew and people who watch our streams know like i stand droids almost as much as i stand padme like i love the droids so like this movie just had so many great droids in it and i just loved it okay can we talk about dio for a second sure or sweet okay I just, He's I a, need to mention him he was great he was probably my favorite character to be completely honest i wasn't expecting um, him to talk <laughs> so, either <laughs> Me neither. I love that. Voiced by J.J. Abrams. Yeah, yeah, I saw that, yeah. Yeah, and um, okay. As soon as he, like, when Ray like, approached him, and then he backs up and he just goes, no, no thank you. <laughs> my brain melted, like, I just melted. I was like, oh my god. So cute. Like, oh well. my god. It's adorable. It's like know. sitting in silence and Grace and I are like, Ugh! I'm just letting you guys gush over the droids. Yeah. So for me, and my roommate had a good point about this. Um, I'll have to ask her and maybe get like, write it in a blog or something. But she, she said something about like Dio representing some form of mental health, which I mm-hmm. thought was really nice because also we hear Ray say like, um, it looks like somebody wasn't nice to you or wasn't mm-hmm. pretty mean to you. And like, it's okay. You're with us now. Like, I just love, first of all, I love how Ray is just so welcoming and an angel. I'll be honest with you. Uh, she wasn't really my favorite in the beginning. I was just kind of like, I don't know how I feel about her. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that. She's a female force sensitive, super strong, whatever. I loved all of that. But like, just in general, I was just kind of like, meh, you know, and which I know a lot of people do not feel the same way as me. Um, well, and I was going to say, too, when you were talking about uh, Finn Poe and Ray and Chewie and everything, I, I didn't care about Finn Pay, uh, Finn, Pay <laughs> Finn Poe or Ray until really this movie. Um, mm-hmm. I was interested in Ray's story, but Poe and Finn were kind of side characters for me. Um, mm-hmm. But I felt like in Rise of Skywalker, they really came to life. Yeah, yeah. I feel like. In The Force Awakens and in The Last Jedi, it was Rey and Kylo's story. Mm-hmm. And even even when I think about it now, it was even still more of Kylo's story from a fan perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, from my perspective, I was more focused on Kylo's story than I was on Rey's, even though they obviously wrote it for either both or Rey to mm-hmm. be the forefront. And then this one, I feel like, yeah, it was everybody's story. And I, I love that. Oh, I love it so much. Absolutely. God. 
I think that it really came together with everything. And that was something that I'd been saying on the show before, because I'm sure both of you have gotten just as much as I have, the, what did you think of The Last Jedi? What did you think of The Last Jedi? And everything. My answer has been, I'm reserving judgment till the end, because this is a full story. It's three full movies. We've only gotten, at that point, it was only two parts of the story. So you can't accurately make a judgment on the middle of a book. Right. (laughs) So I'm glad that with Rise of Skywalker, it it definitely tied up a lot of it. Um, Moving into kind of our our, our last little bit of of everything. Um, So from from Last Jedi to Rise of Skywalker, do you guys feel better or worse about it? Like, how do you feel like they kind of uh, coincided? Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think that this makes it more complete. Like, I think that I already loved the. La- I already liked the Last Jedi a lot. Um, even through all the divisiveness when it was happening after the Last Jedi, I still like. I really didn't waver. There wasn't anything that made me want to dislike that movie. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great. And then seeing this movie made me like it even more (laughs) Um, because I also love this movie and I like where JJ incorporated the last Jedi things Mm -hmm. because there are major plot points like Luke knowing he was wrong. He knew he was wrong in the last Jedi. Mm -hmm. He figured that out by the end of the movie, but he didn't know how else to help outside of, I need to just help them the best way that I can and then pass on because once I pass on, I will be able to reach them again in a stronger and better way in the Luke that I need to be for them. Mm-hmm. I think that he knew all of that by the end of the last Jedi. And I think that first of all, anybody that doesn't see that, that wants to think that the rise of Skywalker was a retcon needs to just calm down for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Those have been the funniest headlines I've seen. Like, rise of Skywalker <laughs> retcons last Jedi. No, like, it's the end of the story. It's the Literally continuation Force of Last Jedi and Force Awakens. Like, yeah. really? <laughs> it, it's incredible. It was, and like, I, and the little things, like, um, one of my, one of the parts, so this, <clears throat> this is another, like, kind of immediate reaction part of it, but when he catches it and he says a Jedi's uh, weapon deserves more respect, I was like, oh, don't be rude to the Last Jedi. And then I was like, okay, wait a minute. No, he's got a point. <laughs> like I was I like, that. my thought was hypocrite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, you can't do that because you're the one that was rude last time. And then I was like, okay, wait, like I get that because he now has learned from his mistakes. Mm-hmm. And then literally after I had that thought, she was talking to him. And she goes, I'm going to stay here. And he goes, I was wrong. And I was like, yeah, you were. Yep. <laughs> was like, I, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> I noticed something. And like, correct me if I'm wrong. I might have just like. It was a split second, so I might have just seen it wrong. But I think the hand that he catches it with, that he catches the lightsaber with, was that his robotic hand? Mm-hmm. That was his no? okay. that right was hand. His actual hand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was his, his left hand. hand was robotic hand. Was it his? Was the right hand his robotic hand? I don't know. Hey Siri. No. <laughs> Anakin's right hand was his robotic hand. Luke's was his left hand. Luke's was okay. his left. Okay. Luke's okay. was his left. Yeah. At least Luke's as far as I know, Luke's was his left. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. I think Force Ghost Luke doesn't have a robotic hand. I think he has mm-hmm. a human hand. Mm-hmm. He doesn't? No, he doesn't have a robotic hand. Well, they, have, they have their hands hand? back. Yeah. 
Oh, I love oh my that. god. There's just like so many like little little things that mm-hmm. I noticed and I'm like, this is so cool. They actually did that. Yeah. Um my and on that same vein, when I went and saw this with my sister, um, she hadn't seen the movie with me and my mom. Uh we went a second time with me, my sister, and my mom, where I knew everything, my mom knew everything going into it. We just wanted to watch my sister's reaction. She's been, like, a huge Raylo stan, like, from the beginning. And what I what I said to her going into it was, like, I don't know if they're romantic, but there is definitely some sort of something there. Mm-hmm. And how Rise of Skywalker kind of brought it in was the way of, like, the Force Dyad, if they phrased it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which, Danny, I was talking to you about this, I believe, but, like, that was exactly, like, how I thought it was. Whereas yeah. my, like, other people, and as you guys probably have seen on the internet, they ship it as, like, a romantic thing. So, mm-hmm. big spoiler right here. Uh, <laughs> redeemed Kylo Ren, Ben Solo, and Ray kiss. Um, I did this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they they kiss, and then right after, Ben dies, mm-hmm. and like Leia, her body materializes at the same time Ben's does, which like Ben's connection to Leia and like Leia's death leading to Kylo slash Ben's redemption was like, mm-hmm. I was crying. It's probably one of my favorite moments in Star Wars. Like I loved it. Yeah. Um, but the idea of like a fourth dyad and how they had what I like to call. Force FaceTime. Force FaceTime. Yeah. Which they took to a whole other level in this. I love like, that. It's so cool. They're the hand each other thing. Yeah. I, I love my, my favorite lightsaber scene now. Yeah, I mean, literally next to Duel of the Fates is where they're fighting on Kajimi and in his quarters. Where it's literally yeah. just spinning around and they're in different places, but they're fighting the whole time. And that, that was the coolest thing. <laughs> I love that he goes... So that's where you are. Yeah. And then and he's like, you want to know your path? I'll come tell you. Hold on. Hold, <laughs> Hold on. Let me go ask my mom. Yeah. <laughs> Elevator music. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, also, just like on the same vein, it's like that end scene where they're on Exegol and like that whole thing where like he's like looking at her and then he like nods and then she like passes him the lightsaber. Yeah. That was pro- that was my favorite. Like out of all of their scenes together, that that was my favorite. It was and so good. It was really, and I didn't notice this until my second viewing, where I um, where I was sitting like with my sister. But when Ben looks at the camera, his scar is gone. Yep. Yeah. Like Ray healed his scar, and yep. just like, and because my sister like leaned over and kind of asked me, she was like. Didn't he have a scar? And I said, <laughs> yeah, she healed it. And then she was like, oh my God. Yeah, you know, they like, retcon that too. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, it's funny that you say that because I saw an article about like, about somebody saying that they retconned the scar. And then I was like, what? And the article was about like how the scar was misshaped from when he had the little black healing stuff in there. Mm-hmm. versus how it looked healing and I'm like do you think that scar was the same the whole time 
I was just like, why do people do this? If you can tell me how space medicine works, then we can talk about it. I know. I'm like, no gravity and space and the bombs work. Like, are we just going to keep doing stuff like that? Are we complaining about those things? Suspended this disbelief. Space right. <laughs> I find pure joy in things like that, though, because I Absolutely. think it's just so funny that people care that much. So, so um, do we feel like uh, Ben's redemption was earned overall? Yeah, I think it was. I definitely think it was. I think if I um, talk about it too much, I'm gonna cry like hard. <laughs> so I'm gonna just yeah. like very quickly. Uh, well, like, with what you were saying, Grace, like it, 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 to me with the kiss, and then all of a sudden he just kills over. It's like that was one heck of a first kiss. For the, <laughs> it's like this is a kiss you will not survive. <laughs> I love that. I wish. Okay, seeing. Like the Ben redemption and like the Raylo kiss really makes me sad for the fact that Anakin didn't have that. Mm. And like, obviously, I'm sad about it because like I'm always sad about it. Um, but like watching it and so this brings me back. I don't know if it was like Last Jedi where he said it or Force Awakens, but he says like I'll finish what you started. Mm-hmm. He is quite literally finishing what Anakin started without even realizing that that was what Anakin wanted the whole time. Yep. (laughs) Cheyenne. (laughs) You broke Cheyenne, Grace. I'm sorry, Cheyenne. I didn't mean (laughs) to. It's Ben Solo's fault. It's I just, it was, yeah, I just, I really loved it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And now yeah. I like. I I concur with the force dyad thing. That was where I thought um, every time me and my roommate talked about it because neither of us were Raylo shippers, um, but I was Raylo from a force standpoint shipper. I was like, they're yeah. de- they have a connection without a doubt that's already been given to us, but I think it's going to be more important than that. Mm-hmm. And that force dyad was that was also that was definitely one of my favorite parts of the movie is that they are. Mm-hmm. A force I was like, even if they weren't romantically, they we didn't know they were romantically involved until that very end scene. Mm-hmm. So that would have been an unreal story without that kiss. And with that yeah. kiss, I cry all the time now because of that. Mm-hmm. So there we go. Well, see, um, I didn't interpret that as romantic to me. Like, so I I, 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 I spoke with uh, Grace about it because we were texting back and forth after I told her that we'd that I'd seen it and everything. Um, yeah. The way that I took it was almost kind of like a. Thank God you're finally here. So, like, it was almost like a really heightened emotional time. You know what I mean? Uh, they've been connected for this entire time. They literally shared death together for a moment. Um, yeah. All of this crazy stuff happened. And then in a moment of happiness, she looks at him and she's like, Ben. And I think in in that pure happiness is what where that kiss came from. Uh, I, I kind of, the way that I saw it is kind of, and it's probably a stretch. But like, like how a, a musician, like how singers and musicians kind of relate on an emotional level when they play music or sing together. There's, there's, yeah, there's, a, there's a connection of some kind that I mean, it's hard to explain. But it could be just the silliest song, or it could be a sad song. It could be a happy yeah. song. You all collectively feel that emotion if it's done correctly. I agree, and I agree. Be, I agree as well with the fact that like his smile afterwards, mm-hmm. like. 
uh, he was his just like, got me. So I know, it kills me. I really, I'm holding a lot back right now. <laughs> um, because it really, uh, it's, it confirms that what you're saying in a way, because he's just like, I'm happy too. Like, I'm glad we mm-hmm. made it to this point. I just also like, I'm going to just tell myself it was also that they love each other. So, well, and I think, and that's the thing is I, I I'm not negating what you say. I'm, I'm saying that, in a way, they share a connection they never really understood to begin with. And in right. that moment, they both understood. And yeah, so I it think that's where that came from. And dinner romantic. It was, yeah. we've worked so freaking hard. Right. <laughs> we've made it romantic. I'm so glad you're not swinging your lightsaber at me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So. It's kind of like. Uh-huh. Go ahead. I don't mean to interrupt you. You're okay. Um, it's, and it's like. I'm going to use the this phrase, the rule of two. Mm-hmm. It's like that whole thing has been like a huge dynamic yeah. throughout like all uh, of the Star Wars movies. So and it's like been redefined. Sidious and Maul, like Whoa. Obi-Wan and Anakin, mm-hmm. the Emperor and Vader, like all of that. And so like I kind of saw their dyad as like a physical rule too mm-hmm. where I love force that. actually did it instead of them doing it themselves yeah and palpatine <sighs> says like when the two of them are like getting the life force sucked out of them uh that he that it, it hasn't been seen like something that powerful hasn't been seen for generations mm-hmm. it was clearly something put together by the force they didn't do it themselves like and i think that end scene was like and also, like, kind of earlier on before that, when Ray finds out that she's a Palpatine, when he says, like, I'm, my grandfather was Darth Vader, your grandfather was Palpatine, or whatever, like, or a dyad, like, it says Palpatine, yeah. Vader. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of where I realized, like, the rule of two is physically, like, what that is. Right. It's like, almost like a, uh, like a, a pillar in the force kind of deal. Yeah, too. exactly. You know what I just thought about by hearing you talk about that is that Anakin fulfilled the prophecy. Yeah, the hero's journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, history, Dang! history nerd here. Uh, in that one, like history and Star Wars uh, paper that I wrote about like a, a while ago at this point. Um, I actually did have a section of the paper that talked about like the hero's journey. And like the, and I didn't use, I used Ray and Kylo like as a reference, but I used mostly Anakin. But like thinking about it now, they like people always think that the hero's journey is one person in a cycle when right. in a lot of, in a lot of ways it can be more than one person, but people don't always realize it. So Absolutely. the hero's journey in The Rise of Skywalker plays with, like, a yin and yang kind of thing with the idea of Kylo and Rey. I should say Ben and Rey. Ben and Rey. Uh, and again, like, with the dyad. I don't know. Everything tied together really nicely, and I just... I really like how they went back, and, like, it felt... it Like, it felt like Star Wars, obviously, because it's Star Wars. But, mm. um, it... There were definitely moments in the movie where I felt like 
oh, this is like definitely calling back to like the original trilogy, how they wanted Luke to play out. This is how they wanted Anakin to play out. They're recognizing that and just like, and like, I am all the Sith. I am all the Jedi, like Mm -hmm. all of that. I just, I love how they, it just goes full circle. Like that's just so satisfying. And the way that this movie just tied not only the trilogy that it exists in all together, like together, mm-hmm. but the saga as a whole, it just did like a fantastic job. Like I, I really enjoy it. Absolutely. That's my, that's my history nerd. <laughs> feel over it, but I really that, enjoy That's it. interesting. I, I've never heard, I, I've, ne- I've never thought of the hero's journey as more than mm-hmm. one person. Um, yeah. and, but thinking about it and thinking about how the overall saga went, I mean, yeah, it was almost kind of a passing of the torch, whether intentionally or unintentionally. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Um, um, so, so let's talk about Palpatine real quick uh, before we run out of time. So, mm-hmm. I think we we may have touched on it a little bit in what you were just saying, Grace, but I want to kind of have mm-hmm. a full discussion on it. So, this actually came from our Discord um, at the Lost Templar, uh, had asked us, does Palpatine's return negate Anakin's sacrifice? Can I, can I, can yeah, I do go that? Ahead. <laughs> Let's go, Cheyenne. <laughs> uh, so, I think, no, because Anakin, I had, oh, I had such a good answer for this in the <laughs> text you when I talked about this. Um, but, <coughs> excuse me. Anakin, Palpatine's survival has nothing to do with Anakin's journey, if I'm wording that correctly. Mm -hmm. Um, Because Anakin didn't sacrifice himself to make sure that Palpatine didn't win. He sacrificed himself to help his son and to finish... I don't, I don't even know how to word this anymore, but to finish his end goal, if that makes sense. Okay. Like he had a goal. I don't want to say a goal. He had a prophecy told about him mm-hmm. that he knew about for a very long time. Um, and I think a lot of that information, I mean, like everything stuck with him, all of his trauma stuck with him through all of that, because that's how he sustained being Darth Vader without just wanting to die. He was like, I'm going to take all of the sadness, fear, anger, hate, and suffering and put it into me being Darth Vader. <clears throat> and so I think that like his survival being based off of all of that, his sacrifice was based off of all of that, letting go of all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and telling Luke that he could do this mm-hmm. and passing, passing on what he has learned. Um, and so I think with Palpatine surviving, Oh God, I don't want to word this correctly. You guys, you guys go. Well, so all I was, so what I was going to add. Um, Mm. so as far as, so I agree with you that it doesn't negate Anakin's journey per se. So his journey, including a sacrifice. However, it, it did make me question it when I, when I heard this question, because Anakin brought balance. He was the chosen one. He brought balance. Luke even referenced in last Jedi, that for a time there was peace, there was balance in the force. Mm-hmm. However, he had no idea that Palpatine was lurking in the darkness the entire time. So did Palpatine just not exist in that time and he was brought later? Or was somebody wrong somewhere? 
Because mm. I feel like with Palpatine coming back, yes, that doesn't necessarily say uh, Anakin's story doesn't need to be told. That's not the case. He still learned right. there was still something to it. There was a purpose to it because it it propelled Luke forward. It put Luke in a different light because he came there to kill his father and right. decided, you know what? I'm not going to kill my father. I'm going to I'm going to try to save him because I know that there's good in him. So in that aspect of the story. I feel like that's not negated by Palpatine coming back. However, it does make me question about the whole balance and the force thing. Cause I feel like we still don't really understand what in the world that means. Um, cause is it, a, is it a numbers game? Is there something else to it? Cause I mean, if we technically look at Ray, she wields both the dark and the light. So right. she's not exclusively one or the other. It's right. more of a, I'm going to try to stay away from the dark, but she doesn't have any problem getting a little frustrated and, you know, I don't know, blowing yeah. up a transport yeah. with her fingertips. Yeah. <laughs> so, or stabbing her training droid. Uh, exactly. So, so emotion is definitely not absent from her, which is yeah. something that the Jedi teach is that you're to keep your emotions under control. Don't let your emotions drive you and everything. Yeah. But the way that Ray oh. is, even in going through the Jedi texts and stuff that she has, because she's obviously been reading them. Um, she's she's definitely come a long way since The Last Jedi. She She's not negating that side of her. And so I wonder if that's what balance is, is it's more of an internal balance, kind of yin and yang, like you were saying, Grace, more of an internal balance rather than a galactic balance. Yeah, like a literal balance of things in life. Because yeah. that's the thing, too, like... The force can be in balance without like your politics and mm -hmm. your market and your economy being in balance, you know, like the force is the living and cosmic things around. Mm -hmm. It doesn't necessarily mean that everything's going to be happy go lucky. And I think people read incorrectly into the word balance of the force. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when they hear that, they think that it's just happy go lucky if the force is in balance. And that's not quite it, you know? Right. Um, also, to like actually finish my thoughts and make it sound like I have a brain. Um, <laughs> My original answer slash that what I couldn't put into words a minute ago is that like because Palpatine was gone for a certain amount of time, like what you were saying, Danny, is that he was not at his full power. He was not Darth Sidious at that time that he got thrown down a shaft, you know? Yeah. <laughs> because like he was either half dead or trying to figure out how to get to his abilities, which he even exemplified in this movie that he didn't have them all the whole time mm -hmm. because he was struggling hardcore. Um, so I think that Anakin's redemption still has meaning because his like Anakin's redemption was an action taken. Like I said, for like Luke and himself and the force, mm -hmm. not for Palpatine and not to like, he didn't die to bring balance to the force. He just died because he ended up having to, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and then I think, Ray and Ben being alive in general at the same time. Ray in and of herself, like you said, is a good balance. I think Kylo is too. I think Kylo slash Ben was a good balance. We just saw the outer, like their outer, what they exemplified outside is how they kind of balanced it, mm -hmm. but their inside was already balanced and they just had to find that um, and meet in the middle somehow. I think Ben so I think exemplified uh, what we could have seen if Anakin had not been a walking machine. Yeah, 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 I agree. I agree. I Which think I, so too. I dream about seeing 
Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader without Darth Vader. Right. <laughs> that would, oh, okay. Anyways. Um, yeah, but I think with Palpatine just kind of lurking in the shadows, not being full power, things probably were in a balance okay. for a while. Um, and then I think even with him being down there and coming to his power again, like things, because he was, because they were born at that point, now things were even more in balance until he was able to break that for a second and then just kidding back again, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know I, I mean? um, it made me think while you were saying the stuff about Anakin and like bringing balance, Hayden Christensen actually does have a few spoken lines in the movie, like in that mm-hmm. one part where like Ray's like, I don't know. It was, was she saying be with me? Yeah. Yeah. Be with me. That part. Anakin says, and I remember, like, this is the one exact quote that I remembered from the movie, and he says, bring bring balance to the Force, Ray, as I once did. Mm-hmm. Yeah! And, like... I keep yelling at I, <laughs> I loved it, because, like, again, the question of, like, is Anakin negated by Palpatine's uh, being brought back, that, and again, with the this fits in with the hero's journey in a way it's like Anakin was already on his path he already completed what he existed for basically mm-hmm. was not to destroy Palpatine but again to save his son and because he saved his son he saved himself mm-hmm. and like that wow. was his journey and like um, and like again he died at the same time, it's like, yeah, he thought he finished what he started. Like, he finished his end of the story, but Ben is the one that, like, actually finished his, like, journey. Mm-hmm. Like, his right. family lineage is, like, I'll, fi- I'll finish what you started. Like, the Skywalker lineage, like, Ben is the end of the lineage. He brought balance in that. Which I, which I find interesting that the whole reason that that thought is in his head is because of Palpatine. Exactly. <laughs> so it completely backfired. <laughs> yeah, it's like... Um, yeah. It's like Palpatine was doing it to himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that, like, he... I'm just gonna rant for, like, five seconds. The fact that he had, like, the life support system and everything, and, like... <laughs> Snoke the clone, like Robo Pals. Yeah, that was the one of the only things that like I was mad about in the movie because like if that existed, then like why did like they could have probably had like medical support for Leia? Not gonna lie, like they probably could have if they if uh, things had played differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, Padme probably wouldn't have died of sadness. I'm still not over that. It wasn't of sadness. It was of his yeah. little life sucky thing. <laughs> yeah, but like, what I mean by what? sadness, I mean like how general fanboys yeah. that don't understand see it. Well, like, yeah. she wouldn't have died like that. She I'm would have actually yes, Cheyenne. lived. Uh, what? <laughs> so so what? Padme did not Padme did not die of sadness. She died because Palpatine killed her. Palpatine, oh, that's literally a whole thing that I have in my brain about her. Palpatine used her life force in order to keep Anakin alive, in turn killing her. 
Which makes it even more manipulative when he tries to say, you killed her in your anger. He's like, no, I felt it. She was alive. And yeah. But the thing was, is that the person person that he trusted the most, who was supposed to save the woman he loved, ultimately betrayed him. Surprise. uh, And killed the woman he loved. But then saved the one he loved, therefore fixes it. There you go. What a turd. <laughs> this is, this is, I really wanted to say something to I literally, I was having the same conversation with my coworker the other day, and I'm sorry this is not about the rise of Skywalker. I'll make it very fast. But I literally, I was like, Padme is way stronger than that. She would not have died of a broken heart. And I feel very happen. firmly about that. I was like, that, that would not happen. She wouldn't die of sadness. No. F that, for lack of a better word. <laughs> like, She's been through too much, and she loves him too hard to do that, especially with having children. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and my friend yeah. who is currently about to have a baby literally was like, "To be fair, pregnancy does that to you. You either can pull through because you are having children, or you can give up because you're having children." <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, but this is Star Wars, so like, real world irrelevant right now." <laughs> like, and I, I felt bad, but I was like, "Listen, I love you, and I love that idea, and I get where you're coming from, but real world." flying right out the window mm-hmm. i don't care what pregnancy does to you in real life about it she would not die of sadness like she's padme amidala for christ's sake yeah no Anyways. she she's the reason that anakin survived anakin was supposed to die that day <sighs> so yeah <laughs> it was actually written um in the original like script and concept art for revenge of the sith she was actually supposed to live Mm. Have the have Luke and Leia, and then confront Vader on Mustafar. Dang. Yep. Okay. Because they would have brought Dorme back. Because mm. she would have like taken them instead of Obi Wan taking them. Woo. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> kind of sad. Engine twenty five. Researching. <laughs> but yeah. But so so the 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 draining of the life the living force that we saw on this one has happened before. We just didn't yeah. see it, but that's why the medical droid was like, we don't have an explanation for this. She's just dying. We have no reason yeah. why she's dying. She should not be dying. And that's the reason why is he was literally taking the living force out of her to keep mm-hmm. him alive. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Where do we hear and that's that actually story? Something right that's, I believe it's in the uh, Revenge of the Sith novel. Okay. It is. Yeah. yeah. I haven't read any of the, I wanted to like now that nine's out, I wanted to just buy all the novelizations at some point, and then read them, because yeah. I've never I'm, read them. I'm fairly certain that it's in the Revenge of the Sith novelization. It is. If I'm wrong, somebody correct me, but okay, cool. I haven't read the I novelization. Have... so It's so good, you need well, to There you it. go. <laughs> so yeah, uh, so cool. So, um, how do we feel about Ray Palpatine overall? We'll let this be our last question of the thing. Okay. I was confused. Ray Palpatine. Uh, I didn't expect it. Um... My initial reaction was like, it makes sense, like force-wise, I guess, because like, why would there be one descendant of like a really strong force user, and then the other side of it, the other side of the coin, has nothing? Mm-hmm. That just it doesn't make sense, like logistically, because like you want to carry on your bloodline as as far as possible. Mm-hmm. That's the point of human evolution. So like it makes sense, and so I I'm fine with it. I really I thought that was an interesting way to wrap everything up. 
And then also, that that means that Ray's family is from Naboo. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Only you would make that connection. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's so funny. That's a stretch for like, I I needed that closure. So I'm I'm wondering if he pulled another Shmi Skywalker and created someone in the Force. I feel like that's gotta be it. Because there's no way he tricked somebody into that. Like, come on. Wait, I'll say this from... Right, that's what I'm saying, though. He had a son, but who who's his son's mom? Like, where did he come from? Is he test tube baby, or is he a baby baby? Like, (laughs) Um, I to be fair, Rebecca, if she were here, I'm just gonna say this because she would want me to say it. She loves Steve. She loves him. She's like (laughs) babies. Um, I. Do I do think that he it's it's a force baby for sure? Um, I think he was trying to recreate but, Anakin. I think yeah, I think so too. Ooh, failed experiment because that man was not that cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry, I knew that. a mommy and a daddy love each other. No. <laughs> When a senator and a Jedi. I, oh no! <laughs> I feel like um. Oh god! A train of thought right out the window. Wow. Um, but I do. Yeah, I agree that he. I think he was trying to do a recreation of Anakin sort of thing. But I am curious as to because Palpatine. I mean, look at look at this story. He plans ahead. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he was planning on being like a grandchild boy or girl irrelevant i wonder if he was like let me just put this person out here in the world mm-hmm. and then when it's my time to rise again because i plan on it like because he was unex he didn't expect the force dyad thing mm-hmm. um but he created snoke he turned kylo or turned ben to kylo like i th- i think that because of the things that he popped up throughout his plan mm-hmm. he was still redirecting you know what i mean mm-hmm. like he thought he would either get his grandchild killed or get them to join or get them to give him his power like he had lots of backup plans so it just makes me wonder you know mm-hmm. just because of his uncanny ability to know things and plan things out right <laughs> he, he would plan the nine. ultimate vacation i'm just saying he really would Definitely. <laughs> um national palpatine's christmas vacation <laughs> episode Episode one through episode nine is basically Palpatine's like forty-two year long Sims playthrough. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that is exactly it really is. Yeah, plays the long game for sure. <laughs> yep. So cool. He's so like, I don't like this one anymore. Got to kill him. Sorry. Right. Yep. Yep. Next. Drawn him in the pool. Right. <laughs> All right, and take away the door. All right, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Can I, okay, I know you said that was our last thing. Can I just, like, mention, like, one small thing? Sure. Okay. Um, So I'm not taking anything away from the success that was Luke and Leia Force Ghost. I really, really, really hope we get a special edition with Ben. (laughs) Me too. Because I, my imagination, my Raylo, my newly established Raylo imagination is like, oh, he could like chime in like after she sees them 
and says Skywalker, she could look back and there he is with them. Or as they're looking into the sunset, he appears and puts his arm around her. I just like have all of these annoying things in my head. That are like, oh my God, look at all these options. What if, what if he's the Jarvis to her Iron Man? <laughs> and you get you get like three more episodes of her just telling him to shut up, stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'd be okay with that. What if he's like trying to figure out how to pick things up as a ghost, and then like like Tony calls his little robot, she calls him Butterfingers. Oh. <laughs> or like when he goes to pick something up, his hand just goes through it. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right, I'm closing my notes. Cheyenne, All right, well, that's Cheyenne, the show, guys. Write, <laughs> yeah. Cheyenne, we're going to write that Ben Ghost book. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Ghost, Star Wars edition. Yeah. <laughs> There's a pottery scene in everything. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, you to say that. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, did we lose Cheyenne? There she is. Okay, <laughs> we lost you there for a second. All right, so so cool. So uh, we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna close it out, guys. Uh, I know this is an extra long episode. I hope you're perfectly okay with that because there was a lot to yeah. talk about, um, and we're still not done because we're gonna continue talking. Um, Rise of Skywalker from for forever. Let's just be honest. Like, there's a lot to dissect out of this. I can't wait to be able to see it um, 999 more times or more, and uh, really be able to dive into all the things that it connects across the Star Wars universe. I'm just, I'm just excited as a fan. Uh, and then this, on top of that, with the Mandalorian just ending, all that kind of stuff. Like, it's all a very exciting time to be a Star Wars fan. So, thank you guys for listening to us. We really appreciate it. Um, so just to let you guys know, if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out, gets us out there. You know, more people need to hear our goofiness and all that good stuff. No. <laughs> but if you enjoy it, yeah. <laughs> you'll get to hear Cheyenne constantly cry. No. Sorry. <laughs> um, but if you enjoyed it, share it with a friend. Share it with family. We appreciate all your comments. Um, we've gotten all of your holiday messages and all your messages of appreciation all that kind of stuff we love it we just thank you just thank you so much it keeps us going um but if you don't mind rating and review us on apple Podcasts, that absolutely helps us and you can also if you're not already uh you can follow us on social media instagram facebook twitter at kessel run weekly as well as on twitch uh we are on twitch twitch affiliated actually so we're trying to build some stuff there Maybe some live shows. Who knows? But if you go through and just hit the little heart, just follow us on Twitch. We appreciate it. You don't have to pay anything if you don't want to. If you want to. I mean, I ain't going to be mad at you. But at the same time, uh, we appreciate you just coming to hang out with us in all honesty. We love conversation and we love hearing different points of view. And we would love to have you drop by. Um, and Twitch.tv slash Kessel One Weekly. Yes. Twitch.tv slash Kessel One Weekly. She's one of our mods. She has to say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In my contract. Uh, there you go. <laughs> so, guys, thanks again so much for uh, listening or watching another episode of Kessel Run Weekly. And until next time, my name is Danny. I'm Cheyenne. I'm Grace. And may the force be with you. Always. <laughs>